Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The wall to center where it's Fogel who will skate it in across the line for McDavid. Fire scores! Connor McDavid picks up his second of the game, and also for Connor McDavid. That is point number 124. Dan Dunleavy on the call. That's your game winner. 3.23 into the third period. Connor McDavid, second of the night, 54th of the season with some speed entering the zone. Oilers went up 3-2, and that was it in terms of the scoring. That's the play of the game brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. So we welcome you back here to the press box at KeyBank Center. Brian Colsey along with Pat Malacaro. Sabres fall 3-2. They're right back at it tomorrow night. They'll be leaving tonight for Long Island to uh, take on the Islanders. 7.30 faceoff tomorrow night. We'll have it for you right here on the Sabres radio network. Uh, we'll be heading down to the locker room in just a few minutes to get player reaction from Paul Hamilton uh, Pat, a night in which I think the Sabres played well enough to win. Sometimes, though, you face the best player in the league, and he uh, makes you pay, and he did twice tonight. What did we talk about after the second intermission? If the Sabres continued to get shots on goal, they did. 11. Dylan Cousins scores less than a minute into the period, and you're thinking, all right, the Sabres might have the momentum now, but you're right. Just the best player in the league. Oh, who, who, oh by the way, now has set a new career high in points with about 20 games to go in the season. That's the game winner. And the better goaltender in this game, and this is not a shot at Craig Anderson, the best goaltender in this game was Stuart Skinner. I thought he was very good. Yeah, he had to face a lot of high-quality chances. So did Craig Anderson, but when Stuart Skinner needed to, uh, he made some big saves. And, um, you know, the Sabres had some chances. The Casey Middlestat chance uh, in that third period, uh, kind of a sneaky shot where he uses a defender as a screen, that could be a goal, and it could have been a 3-2 Sabre lead. Instead, it results in a loss. I thought Jeff Skinner for Buffalo was their best player. He had some really good looks. Obviously, he ends up getting one of the two Sabre goals in this game, but he had chances in all three periods. Thompson himself had others. Uh, we mentioned Cousins had that goal early third. Cousins had some earlier chances as well. Uh, so there were opportunities to beat Stuart Skinner, but uh, Darlene hit a post with about 110 to go. That could have been another chance for Buffalo to score. I mean, ultimately with how maybe uh, you look at the grade A chances and the 39 shots, probably at the end of the night, Don Granato's going to say, you know what, we got to get more than two. If Edmonton scores three at home, like most nights, that's enough for the Sabres to win. They usually can get to four. Yeah, and maybe the message now is if we can play the game we did tonight again tomorrow against an Islander team, uh, that, that can be fun uh, to watch as well at times, you're probably going to get a better result. Continue to play this game, and it should go in your favor. Sabres fall 3-2. to two. Again, a busy week. 4-6 and six for the Sabres 
They're at the Islanders tomorrow at 7.30. The next home game is here Thursday against a very good Dallas team. Uh, and then the Rangers are here on Saturday. So, I mean, this is not an easy week on paper for the Sabres. Uh, but tomorrow night's game looms large in the standings. If you've been following the wild card race, the Islanders right now are wild card one with 72 points, four points better than the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Sabres with three games in hand now on New York. But that'll be a monster game tomorrow night and an opportunity for Buffalo to try to get themselves back here maybe into a better position points percentage-wise than the Islanders. And again, I want to see how the Sabres team reacts on a night like t- tonight when you lose against when you were probably a better team, and then you get to play the Islanders who you're trying to chase down in the standings and have three games in hand against. I think this will tell us a lot about the Sabres. I would agree. Yeah, so a tough week, and uh, I would guess we'll see a different goaltender tomorrow for the Sabres. Now, whether it's Ukapeka Lukanen or Eric Comrie, my gut says it'll be Lukanen, right. but Comrie is definitely deserving of, of thinking about here with four straight wins. Well, with how busy of a week it is and w- the way these games are played, yes, tomorrow is the biggest game of the week, but they're all important at this time of the year, and they're not none of them are easy. Yep, for sure. Down to the room we go first. Here's Casey Middlestat live with Paul. Thanks, Brian Casey. A pretty even game out there, back and forth. Actually, an exciting game to watch. Seemed like Stuart Skinner was the difference. I mean, he robbed you. I mean, that shot was labeled, and he just barely got a glove on it. Seemed like he was the difference today. Yeah, um, you know, he played well, and, um, yeah, I thought uh, there were some more looks than just that. So um, definitely hurts a bit to not see those go in. But, um, you know, overall, I thought as a team we played pretty well tonight. Obviously, uh, a couple breakdowns against... Um, probably the best player in the world, and it'll cost you. But um, other than that, you know, I, I thought we played well and dictated the pace and uh, had the better chances. So um, obviously, it's not the result we wanted, but um, there's definitely some things that we can we can build on, and we got to move forward. We got we got to be one tomorrow. That's a team that also plays with a ton of pace. What's it like, you know, trading chances, especially in the first period? You guys combined for 35 shots on goal. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, um, it's pretty fun. Um, we want to play that way too, so uh, it was a pretty open game. And um, like Paul said, I thought their uh, their goalie made some big saves and um, quite a few chances. Definitely a couple maybe that uh, that I would want back, and um, I think that's the difference. Did you get your game right away? It seemed like the pace. It almost looked like you picked up right where you left off in the in the Tampa Bay game as far as pace goes. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, I thought as a as a team. Um, we were confident and we were ready to play today. Um, I feel like the boys were loose before the game and, and ready to go, so I, I was happy with our start. And um, yeah, I thought we picked up where we left off. Uh, we had a ton of chances in the first, and um, honestly, it was it was one of those games where we had so many chances we were just waiting for him to go in, and um, just didn't happen tonight. What's the biggest difference with McDavid when when you happen to be out on the ice against him? What do you have on your mind when you're against him? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is you got to clog up the neutral zone a little bit. You're, you're trying to avoid him getting the puck with speed, and um, that's when he's dangerous and um, definitely hard to catch. So um, I thought we did a, a good job of it for most of the night. Um, like I said before, he's, he's a good player, and even if he has a couple chances, he's going to score. So, um, But like I said, I thought we did a good job of it all night and um, just a few chances that we, we definitely want back. Thanks, Casey. Casey Middlestead in the postgame. Brian, back to you. Thank you, Paul. Middlestad did have a great look, a slap shot and a nice setup from Cousins late there with about two minutes to go. Yeah, and that really could have been a spot where the Sabres tie the game, and, uh, you know, who knows how it goes, and you probably get a point out of this and get get to overtime. So uh, plenty of opportunities and plenty of reasons for the Sabres to still be uh, okay with 
their effort tonight, even though they don't get the results. Jeff Skinner, the third star for Buffalo with a goal. Stuart Skinner in net for Edmonton. Faced 39 shots, made 37 saves. He was star number two. And Connor McDavid, two goals. He was star number one. Connor McDavid is the electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town Auto Group for an electrifying performance. Check out Town Auto Group's lineup of EVs. Yeah, McDavid was great. Stuart Skinner and goal, though, I still think, I mean, McDavid's going to score. That's just what happens. But Stuart Skinner playing lights out. Maybe that was the unexpected piece of tonight. Yeah. Let's go back down to the room. Dylan Cousins now live with Paul. On your goal, it seemed like what you did might have been your only option. You really didn't have the backhand, did you? Didn't you almost have to do the spin move? Yeah, I think uh, the D got back and kind of forced me to do that if I wanted to get a shot off. So I just tried to put it on net and uh, on its way. Did you just pick up you left off in the Tampa game? It seemed like you were on your pace immediately. Yeah, I think we came out uh, right from puck drop. We came out flying and, you know, uh, their goalie made a lot of big saves and, uh, you know, we just got to find a way to win games. You know, low scoring, we can't score six, seven every game. No, I know. I know a loss is a loss, and every game matters at this point. But I mean, playing as well as you guys did against that team, you know, I guess what's the feeling after the way that that goes? Yeah, we, uh, you know, we think that game could have gone either way for sure. I think we played good for pretty much a full sixty. Um, you know, just sometimes you don't win them, and uh, I think uh, you know their goalie stood on his head and, and made a, made a lot of huge saves for him. So, uh, you know, sometimes when the goalie's like that, we got to get to the net, crash the net, and find a way to get greasy goals. McDavid and I know he scored twice, but you kept him in check for part of the night. Just like, what what did you notice about him just when he was out there, just the way he was playing and so forth? Yeah, I mean he's so dangerous. You need to know when he's out there. Uh, you know every second, uh, whether he's got the puck or not. Um, so, you know he takes advantage of small mistakes, and uh, you know you give him a little bit of time and space, he's going to find a way to beat you or put it in the net. So, um, you know you always got to know where he is when he's on ice. Dylan was pretty much the biggest difference, Stuart Skinner. I mean, uh, the save he made on Middlestat, that looked like it was labeled and it was going in, and he somehow got a glove on it. And he made, I would say, quite a few saves like that, didn't he? Yeah, he made a, a lot of big saves. I think uh, he made a lot of saves on me uh, early in the game and the second period, and you know, he made a lot, of, a lot of saves on everyone. So I think uh, you're going to run into hot goalies sometimes, and you know, like I said before, you've got to find ways to get greasy goals. They're not all going to be pretty. What did you see on that first power play? You guys were all over him and then finally got the goal. Yeah, just tried to shoot pucks and create chaos. Um, and, uh, you know, that's how he scored is off off a scramble and, and Tom making a nice play to Skinny. So uh, I think uh, that's what we're going to try and do lots of, just create chaos in the power play. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, a lot of back and forth. That's kind of the, the game we want to play quick transition, quick up. Um, and. You know, I think it was, it was a pretty, you know, even-sided game. Both teams were, were going back and forth. So uh, that's one, uh, you know, we hoped we could have got at least a point out of. But, uh, you know, we got a big game tomorrow against Islanders, so we need to just reset and get ready for that one. Do you like that after a loss, having a game right away so you can get right back at it? Yeah, it's nice, I think. Um, in playoffs, that's that's how it is. I and mean, you're going to lose games, and you're going to have a game the next day, so you've got to be able to reset and be ready to, you know, come out flying the next game. And tomorrow is a, is a huge game for us. You know, it's a team that, uh, you know, we're going to be battling with for one of those wild card spots, so we know we need to be ready. Thank you, Dylan. Yeah, Dylan Cousins on the post game. Brian, back to you. Thank you, Paul. Dylan Cousins, six shots in the game. And, uh, yeah, I thought, as he said, Stuart Skinner was very, very good. Uh, Cousins himself, a goal, a plus one, 18-40. Uh, but Buffalo, unfortunately, falling in their case, three to two to Edmonton. The Islanders tomorrow, seven thirty. We'll have pregame at six thirty. Hope you can be with us then, right here on the Buffalo Sabers Radio Network.
At this time, we're going to say goodnight to you if you want to keep listening to the postgame, or excuse me, to all of our local affiliates. We're going to say goodbye to you. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, go to WGR550.com or on the Odyssey app. And if you're listening on our flagship on WGR in Buffalo, more postgame coming up. Don Granado's postgame comments. Paul Hamilton will update you on the standings. A couple of more highlights and stats as well. Final score in front of 17,634 here at KeyBank Center. It was the Oilers 3 of the Sabres 2. I'm Brian Colziel. More postgame coming up. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Back here at KeyBank Center, Sabres fall 3-2. to two. Don Granados made his way to the podium. Let's take you there live. Uh, you know, now after the fact, it's very frustrating um, because that was turned out to be the difference in the game. We had more and generated more than enough to win that game. We're, um, and we appreciate having, having obviously, to take the loss. Um, tough one. What did you think about really just the – the composure the group had in the third period. You know, like David scores that goal, especially the way that it goes in, it be a moment of frustration, but it's not like you guys changed the way you were playing or anything. Uh, I agree. We, we stayed on it. I thought we had great energy all the way through the game. Um, you know, that's number one what we need. We, we, we need to be dialed in, focused, play with energy, play with pace. Uh, the combination of all that is how we want to play. So we need... The one thing we need to do is play the way we want to play. And I felt we did that uh, tonight. And again, we through that, we generated enough chances to win. We just didn't convert on enough. Um, and that happens, and uh, it's unfortunate. But, um, you know, uh, we've got to move on and move on fast. And I know our guys, as we've talked a lot, they're not happy about it. And uh, we got to be ready. ready you shake your head a little about that. McDavid wasn't running around like crazy in that game. He only had three shot attempts, but here you are. He gives up, he gets two goals, and you lose three to two. Yeah, I felt we did limit him. Uh, in a, obviously, you mentioned I didn't know it was only three shot attempts, um, but I felt we did a nice job at him. But you know, he's got fifty plus for for a reason. He, he doesn't need need many, and uh, he's done that to lots of uh, teams and goaltenders. He was ready for his opportunities and. You know, that's what, uh, what what makes him special. Yeah, I, I think he could fit in different spots. He's he's a very intelligent hockey player as well. Um, I think today he you know I think there was some anxiety and excitement and um, you know so I think he's gonna he's gonna look better and better as he he finds a calm. But I'm comfortable and, and mentioned. Uh, earlier, you know, he can play right side, left side, and really different situations, uh, up goal, down a goal, um, you know, with skilled players, with, you know, straight line checking. So he, he's, uh, he's got some versatility because of his athleticism and, and skill and, and now experience. So, you know, we get him a couple games, I think he'll get into a rhythm with us and who knows where he'll end up, but, uh, but I'm sure he's going to help us. You just said it, Joe. Pace. 
they, they play at a great pace. Uh, they, they do and, and, and have shown great chemistry. Um, you know, even, even in practice, you can see it. You can see the enthusiasm they have. Uh, they're, they're in a rhythm right now. They're finding each other at high speed and high tempo hockey. And um, it's a good time to be doing it. Hopefully they, they continue. I know they put the work in to continue. And, you know, we, we will uh, benefit greatly if they can do that. And on the power play you scored on, you were all over them before you scored. I mean, you had a lot of good chances. Move the puck around. What did you like on that power play that attributed to all that? The, the, the foundation was the guys were ready at the drop of the puck. Uh, they battled. We gave up a shorthanded goal the other night. We were, we were very, uh, we were not happy with that. And uh, we, we brought that to the attention of the players, and they were not happy with it either that they, they did that. You know, and it, it made the game the other day. We were up 5-2, and it gave our opponent the other night, being Tampa, their third goal in the third period, and it just wasn't a good enough effort. And... We needed effort out of them tonight, and we needed them to, to, to uh, command in that situation. And I felt they, they took that to heart and carried it into the game. Coach, are the conversations a little different when a world-class organization like the Sabres play against a world-class player like <coughs> Thanks for that compliment, first of all. Um, and I think we're working toward that. So. Um, but it, but it's it, it, it's always exciting to play top teams and top players. Um, I think our guy we, we've we've done. I think Kevin Adams and our, our staff have done a, a great job in getting competitive people here to put that uniform on for the Sabers. And when you have competitive people, they love challenge. And um, you know, so yeah, I think it's a good. It's uh, it's usually a good situation when that happens. You touched on Greenway's versatility in the lineup, and you certainly mixed him up tonight. What did you think of the energy he brought up the jump? You know, even a little argument with Deshaunay, just bringing the physicality and vibes that we knew he would. Uh, I, I loved it. Uh, I think our players and team loved it, and will thrive on it. Um, so it, it's clearly he's 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 something that we didn't have uh, by virtue of that. It's a it's a. It's a nice addition. Um, I think it will help all the other guys be able to play their game even to a higher level. And uh, as I mentioned, he can keep the pace with that. Although uh, I think tonight, with a little extra anxiety and excitement, uh, you know, he, he probably was a little down on energy, but uh, it's okay. All right, that is Sabres head coach Don Granado following the 3-2 loss to the Edmonton Oilers. His Live post-game press conference brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Emergency Services, specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. You know, the Sabres without some of their key defensemen today, Matias Samuelson out. We'll see if he's able to go tomorrow against the Islanders. Also, Tyson Jost out with a minor injury, uh, as is Riley Stillman out uh, with an upper body injury. And, of course, Alex Tuck still an injured reserve. So there's four Sabre players right now that could be in the lineup that missed this game tonight. Injury report brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Paul Hamilton, coming up next, we'll update you on the standings. We'll see what the Ottawa Senators are doing as well. They're in action tonight against Chicago. All that and more coming up. Post game rolling on from KeyBank Center. Edmonton wins it 3 2. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Now this is Dylan Cousins. 
Cousins up the right side to the Edmonton line and in. Cousins slides it through. Quick shot. Pad save made by Skinner. Net is empty for Buffalo and the Oilers clear it. Paige Thompson last man back. There on the call. Buffalo some late pressure. Unable to solve the goaltending of Stuart Skinner tonight. It's our save of the game. Brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. 39 shots for the Sabres. 37 saves for Stuart Skinner. He was the second star. McDavid with his two goals, star number two. And I thought Buffalo's best player, Jeff Skinner, third star honors, I think very worthy of that. He could have scored a couple of more. Skinner in these last handful of games has been really good in terms of, I think, anticipating scoring chances, loose pucks, openings around the crease. He seems as though he's had a lot of shots kind of from the side or just from that sharp angle. He's scored from there quite often. We know he can do it. Uh, he had a good look in the second period, which he just missed going over the net. Um, but, you know, you got to give Edmonton's goalie credit. I, I agree with Dylan Cousins. I agree with Don Granato. Like, I think um, some nights you really can't sit here and blame yourself too much. I think you just got to give yourself credit and say, look, the best player on the ice might have been the goaltender on the other end who maybe isn't even expected to be, you know. We know Connor McDavid's going to play like McDavid, but Stuart Skinner I thought was excellent. 3-2 the final. Oilers win it. Sabres at the Islanders tomorrow. All right, for more on this one, down to the room, media room, Paul Hamilton is now with us. Paul, what do you think about that? I mean, just I don't know if I have too much to gripe about with the Sabres. I guess I want to start with crediting the Oilers goaltender tonight. Yeah, and don't forget Stuart Skinner was an all-star in the all-star game this year. So um, that was that was a great hockey game. Very enjoyable to watch. I if there were more, if there were, if hockey was played like this all the time, uh, the viewership would be out of sight. That was just a, a fun, good hockey game to watch. Two teams played it even. To my mind, the abs- you're absolutely right. The difference was Stuart Skinner. Period. Um, you get to see the best player in a game. You give him an inch, and he's going to score. That's who he is. I don't know if any other player in the league scores those two goals, but you just give him that little inch. And off he goes, and it, it winds up in your net. And um, people say, well, you know, Anderson might want that goal back. I might not disagree with that, but if you watch Connor McDavid play, he scores a lot of goals like that, you know, and always has. I mean, it's just a deceptive shot coming with speed. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of goals like that go in for him. And uh, – I, I agree. It wasn't like he was loose all game and all over the place. Uh, you know, three a shot attempts, two go in. It wasn't like, you know, he, he dominated the game by any means. He did make a nice pass to spring one of his wingers. But uh, I think it was more the thing. Stuart Skinner, made, I kept bringing it up on the post game with the players. I mean, Casey Middlestad absolutely labeled that shot. He got everything on it, and Skinner somehow got a glove on it to make a, a, just a great save. And he made a lot of great saves in this game. And, um, you know, I, full marks to him. But that was an even hockey game, and it was a fun hockey game to watch. I would agree, Paul. And and Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner, Dylan Cousins, Casey Middlestat, we mentioned some of these guys. I mean, they were they were good looks. I don't think that we can sit here and say, well, Buffalo didn't need what they didn't do what they needed to do offensively to create those chances. I know Cousins said, you know, maybe when the goalie is on the on like that, maybe you could differ a little from the plan and say, all right, we got to go more toward the net, get the greasy goal sort of thing. But 
Uh, I don't. I didn't really have a problem with Buffalo's plan tonight. I mean, they generated a ton of shots and a ton of chances. Look at the chance they generated, and I think it might have been the first period where, you know, Skinner was to the right of the net. He's had a left-handed shot, so he did have some net to shoot at. He was on a bad angle. He he shoots it. Skinner doesn't get it. It goes right across the crease and out. And then I think it was Thompson might have gotten the, the rebound and did the same thing. You know, ripped it right through the crease and out the other side. You know, that was two places where it had to be a real fine shot. I mean, they, they were on bad angles, but just a bad luck there, too, where, you know, they did be, didn't have the goaltender where he was going to be able to make a save. But uh, being on that off angle, they wound up just putting it through the crease. Uh, Jeff Skinner came down and had another one where, where he shot the puck, and it, it just went through. It was written at the end of the first period, I think, uh, where it just went right through the crease and out the other side. So, you know, they had some great looks, some great opportunities that they generated. I thought they picked up right where they left off with the Tampa game, where, you know, Tampa Bay, uh, I thought the Sabres had great pace against the Lightning, and I thought they started with great pace in this game. And, you know, all of a sudden they're carrying the play, but McDavid scores, and it's one nothing. but Buffalo dominates a power play, gets it back, and, and you go into their mission 1-1, and once again, uh, the shots were 20 to 15 in a 1-1 game, but it was an exciting game, and it was more like a 20 to 15 shot period than it was a 1-1 game. I would agree. 3-2, the final. Oilers beat the Sabers. Buffalo right back at it tomorrow against the Islanders. Paul, anything from Jordan Greenway's debut that uh, you'd like to comment on? He played 12:07, 13 shifts. Got a chance to play with some other line combos throughout the night as well. Yeah, I think he was fine in his way. You know, uh, he hasn't really practiced with this team. He, you know, he's played with Tage Thompson before, but that's basically it. Alex Tuck, but Alex Tuck wasn't in the lineup. So I just thought he was feeling his way. I mean, I think he'll be better as he goes on. And I'm sure there he's never been traded before in the National Hockey League, so I'm sure there were some nerves playing in his first game. So, uh, yeah, I think – you know, he's he's now got a base where he can look at it. He knows the way the Sabres like to play. He also he also knows how Don Granado likes to coach. So I think, uh, you know, he'll be looking up as, as uh, time goes by here. Paul, let's finish with tomorrow. Um, as you and I said in pregame, you're not rooting to lose games. But if you were going to lose one and win one here in these back-to-backs, this was the one to lose and tomorrow's the one to win. I mean, tomorrow feels now even maybe a little bit bigger because you got no points tonight. A, a huge matchup with the Islanders, a team that's ahead of you in the wild card race. Yeah, you lose one of your games in hand in this game, but uh, you're right. If you're going to win a game, beat the Islanders in regulation. You know, that's that's what you need. The two points you gave Edmonton means nothing to the Buffalo Sabres. So it, it does, uh, it's the two points or the one point you didn't get, which, of course, hurts you. But if you're going to split these two games, you know, the Islander game is the one you want to win. And, you know, you want to get greedy and win it in regulation. Paul, thanks so much for your work tonight. Appreciate it. We will chat tomorrow right away. Tomorrow, pregame at 6.30 and puck drop at 7.30. Looking forward to it. Okay, great. Paul Hamilton with us here on the postgame. 3-2, Edmonton victorious. Let's get our first response from the fans now. Brought to you by ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. Well, judging by the fans here tonight, uh, the goaltending matchup seemed as though maybe they weren't quite as happy with the game-winning goal from Connor McDavid. Uh, let's see here. Eric 
you can uh, send sending me his thoughts, uh, saying I can sum it up in three words: goaltending, goaltending, goaltending. He was thinking that was a major difference there. Uh, Jim says in response to uh, Dylan Cousins talking about how Stuart Skinner said the goalie stood on his head, and then he says, "And our goalie didn't fix it for him." Uh, at Wolf 2010 says Anderson was not good in the end. Uh, wow, more comments here coming in saying about Craig Anderson letting in that game-winning goal. I mean, the shot itself was five-hole for sure. And, you know, would you say that's a shot that maybe he should stop? It's McDavid. It's, you know, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, the hardest shot in the world, but it was quick. And McDavid coming in with speed as as fast as anybody in the league like that's a tough sequence right there I, when it when it went in at the time I didn't sit here and say wow that was a bad goal so I don't know if I'll totally agree with a lot of the comments coming in saying that Anderson you know look at Stuart Skinner was amazing he won the game for Edmonton for sure I don't know if I would necessarily put this game on Craig Anderson that that goal from McDavid I mean, it's the best player in the league maybe the best player ever coming in as fast as anybody I'll say that shot was okay that it went in against. I, I didn't hate it when it went in at the time. I know you see the replay, you see five hole, maybe you're thinking you'd like him to stop it. I guess I can see the disappointment there because it ends up being the difference in the hockey game. Uh, I would just say overall, I feel like, look, if you would have told me at the start of the night that the Oilers are going to score three here in Buffalo, I would have taken it. Buffalo's going to get 39 shots. I would have taken it, and there were some high-quality chances at the other end. I think, you know, just it's one of these nights where I don't think I'm going to harp too much on saying that the Sabres got outplayed in any capacity. I would not say that's the case. Was the better goaltender wearing the Edmonton jersey? Of course. Uh, I don't think Anderson, though, quote, cost them the game. Thank you, though, for your thoughts. You can send me them after each and every game at Brian WGR. Final stats brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Well, I thought Jeff Skinner was great. And uh, shot totals, the highest of any player on both sides. Seven shots uh, for Skinner. Of course, picked up the goal. Could have had a couple of others there. 19.07 of ice time. Dylan Cousins, a strong game. A lot of chances. He had six shots. uh, Was a plus one with his goal uh, in 18.40 of ice time. Rasmus Dahlin's ice time, much higher than his last game out. 23.38 tonight. Uh, Owen Power, though, led the way for Buffalo with 25.47. We mentioned McDavid. Uh, two goals, of course. Game winner. He played 19:58. He had three shots on goal in the game. All right. What does it mean in terms of the standings? Well, Buffalo loses. So, yes, one of those games in hand uh, with the Islanders and with the Penguins now gone. Islanders have played 65 games. Uh, Pittsburgh, Ottawa, Buffalo all with 62. And uh, Ottawa's playing right now. So they're playing their 63rd game. That game has not gone final yet. Uh, right now, they're through two periods. It's going Buffalo's way. Chicago has a 4 to nothing lead on Ottawa at the end of the second. So barring an uh, epic collapse by the Blackhawks, Chicago will help out Buffalo. That was really the lone game in the standings tonight that mattered uh, in terms of any of these teams uh, in the wildcard race. There is one starting right now. So if you're looking for one to watch, Washington is at Los Angeles. That game is just underway uh, from L.A., the Capitals also have 68 points tied with the Sabres. They've played two more games, uh, at least as of this moment, than Buffalo. So you can keep an eye on that one for tonight. And obviously, as a Sabre fan, you're rooting for the Kings in that game. But as of this moment, Islanders, 65 games, 72 points. Then you've got the Penguins, Senators, 
Sabres all with 62 games played. Penguins have 71. They're holding down wild card number two. Then Buffalo, Ottawa, Florida, Washington, all with 68 Capitals in action tonight at Los Angeles. And, of course, tomorrow night a monster game, Sabres and the Islanders. These two teams will meet twice in the month of March. Both of these games uh, in New York, uh, Buffalo will be the road team, but uh, we know Buffalo's been great on the road, so I wouldn't say necessarily that's a disadvantage in any capacity. As the busy week will continue, Buffalo playing tomorrow night, then they'll be back home here against Dallas on Thursday, and then they host the New York Rangers on Saturday. Of course, all those games will be right here on the Sabres radio network. Tomorrow night, again, programming note, the TV stream is ESPN Plus and Hulu again. So Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray uh, will have the Sabre broadcast right here on WGR and along the Buffalo Sabres radio network. 3-2 the final, Edmonton wins it. We're going to put a wrap here on the post-game show from the press box at KeyBank Center. want to thank our crew tonight, TJ Luckman, our network producer back in our Amber Studios. Thank you, TJ, for your work tonight. Crew here at KeyBank Center, Pat Malacaro, Jonathan Cozio, Paul Hamilton. Thank you guys for your work tonight. Tom Maddy was our engineer. Mike Schoff on the pregame. And, of course, Dan and Rob on the call. I'm Brian Colesio. Thank you for listening. Again, the final from downtown Buffalo. It was Edmonton 3 and Buffalo 2. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Sabres and Islanders right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.